This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Watch Radio 92. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you doing it right there? Step. Step. <laughs> Third step. What? 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 I love <laughs> it. No. I see. I was, as I was playing it, I realized that you were going to jump on it, but I was playing that for Mama. Okay. I would. That was for Thelma. That was a song that would come on whenever it would come on, or somebody put it on the radio, and and my mother would start dancing around the house, <laughs> and I mean doing the twi- apron on and everything. She'd be cooking if she heard Jackie. Plus Jackie Wilson was that dude. Oh yeah. Now. See, as we got older, and I think the audience will relate to this too. As you got older, you found out who your fa- your parents liked. You didn't as a oh, kid. Yeah. You didn't know that. Yeah. Like is, and then or, or it didn't really strike you like why they liked them exactly right you know exactly. you know, like so and so so and so oh now I see why oh yeah, I exactly yeah. I know oh, Sam Cook huh okay now I see why yeah, you like them yeah not old but young Marvin Gaye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin would walk into traffic for young Marvin Gaye yeah. she really she said that she, he was so fine <laughs> <laughs> so anyway the Jackie Wilson was for for Thelma God I love you Mama. Um, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game 929thegame.com. With you on this uh, 16th day of October, the two-hour show. We've jammed a lot in the first hour. We're going to jam a lot in the second hour. And we say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a more good morning to you fine folks in Brazelton. Brazelton. How do we say it wrong? Brazelton or Brazelton? Brazelton. Brazelton. Okay. Out there at the wonderful Chateau Elan and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Out there, the winery, or you go in there and you, you go into the spa and you walk around in the robe with your cotton between your toes and cucumbers on your alley. I, I guess now, all, now, that, now all, that, all, all, all that stuff. That, 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 that sounds like a Dolly Parton song. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's all that stuff they do out there. But, yeah, they have a nice time. And, and a happy 74th birthday to Leo Mazzoni. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Leo. Yeah. Just sitting right. there rocking next to Bobby. Rocking back and forth watching you know, You know what he always had? He had like a little grip, like a little like – a little, um, thing you would carry stuff to the gym, and I never knew what was in that thing. Hmm. But he always carried that with him. Like, I'm like, I never asked Leo, what, what's in that? And he just kind of smile. I don't, you know, I, <laughs> okay. I don't know what he what he had, but he just had a little something like a little, little like a little gym bag that okay. he would just always carry around with him. But you know, that was just he was he was ready. He was always ready for a game or right, ready guess, to catch somebody. I get you know what? Maybe it was a catcher's mitt in there. I, I who knows. But yeah. I'm just saying, Leo always had that little, little, <laughs> like a little gym bag that always with him there. 
And uh, but just great, 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 great guy, and, and honored by the Braves. You know, recently as uh, you know, member of the Braves Hall of Fame for his contribution with the team. So congratulations to him, well deserved. Do you think that because yeah. of what happened, and I realize it's one of those things when we talk about sports, um, was it victims of the moment or however the phrase is, is put out there, and prisoner of the moment, that he and those Braves from the '90s, now that we saw what these guys did last year, will be diminished, even though we talk about one of the greatest pitching staffs of all time and how they get it done. And yeah, they got swallowed up by 14 division championships, but only one, only one chip, but Leo, the architect of that pitching staff and Bobby and all those guys, you think. Uh, I, I, I think because of the way they did it, the, the yeah. worth the worst to first, which we celebrated this week, I think was the anniversary of the Sid Bream slide. Um, uh, so, so, so because of that, I think that's the thing they were able to maintain it. The way they went into it, there was not this gradual buildup, you know, like we've seen with this current team. Oh, that, that spooky thing that happened last year when Hank Aaron was pulling the strings. Well, no, not happened. just that, but I mean, just it, was, it wasn't that kind of progression. We saw that team all of a sudden go from being in the outhouse to, you know, being this team that just got there and just maintained it and stayed. To me, that's the difference in the 90s team and the team we see now. All right. Yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Going to talk more Braves with Corey McCartney coming up. Uh, you know him from From the Diamond. You know him from Talking Chop. But we always, you know, these last few weeks, we want to get some kind of radar, some kind of indication of where he's looking at these Heisman candidates because he's got a Heisman vote. He does, and yesterday's game could have a bigger, bigger of an impact <laughs> on that, right? Yep, 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 yep. yep. Mr. Crenshaw, the floor is yours. What's going on locally? We're just talking locally, and who we really haven't talked much about is the Georgia Bulldogs. They're the number one ranked team in the in the nation, right? Yeah, but I there's mean, nothing more boring than perfection. Well, you With know, them, at least. Well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We thought there were problems at Missouri, and everybody questioned. They dropped out of the top yeah. spot. They had to reclaim the number one spot against Auburn and maybe just who they had the chance to face, who they're playing. You hope it's not a thing where you play to the level of your competition. You want to come out and play that way all the time, regardless of who you're playing, especially the national champion and everybody's aiming for them. Um, they beat Vanderbilt yesterday. It's homecoming. Everybody had a nice time, I'm sure. Everybody's in town for homecoming. hope you all had a good time over there in Athens. 55 nothing. final score, Georgia with the win. You know, in this game, and now now they get to the point where the schedule maybe gets a little bit tougher. You still got a Kentucky team; their quarterback was back. You know, Livers has been out with an injury. He comes back. They beat Mississippi State last night. You got Florida; they came up short against uh, against LSU, but Tennessee is out there, and those I mean, those are the landmines, if you will, that are out there for for Georgia uh, going down the back half of the schedule. Uh, is they're still the number one team in the country. So we talk about them. That's the final score. Kennesaw State having problems this season. They're two and four. Uh, they lose to the Fighting Scotty Pippins. Uh, Central Arkansas. <laughs> Central Arkansas beat them yeah. fifty-one to twenty-four. Final score. That with news with Kennesaw State this week. They're seeking to move to Conference USA, and uh, some people may be a little surprised by that move. Um, maybe it's a good time that conference wants to get a foothold in the Atlanta market, and I think they want to keep a rivalry going with Jacksonville State over in Alabama that they've started. Um, so it seems like that's uh, that, that's the direction uh, that the Owls could be headed in. Who? The Owls. That's that's who. Uh, Georgia Southern with a win <laughs> over a nationally ranked opponent. They beat James Madison. These James Madison guys have come up from 1AA and just smacking everybody around. And uh, all of a sudden, Georgia Southern gets them down there, and uh, the Eagles soared last night with a 45-38 win over JMU uh, to win that game. So this has been beautiful. 
You, you you sound like when you were back on TV with these little these little these little quips in there. What? You were no, oh, it sounds great. He soared to a win. The Eagles soared to a win. Well, they did because the Eagles, they, just... they they weren't scoring. They they weren't soaring last Saturday because no. Georgia State had a little something to do with that. <laughs> just, but 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 no, they, 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 they the Eagles You've done a couple of them. To say. And, that's and, what I and, was and, and I guess the Eagles stayed in the stadium. He didn't fly away. He stayed in there. They oh, beat that's good. Madison. All right, uh, Mercer is six and one while nobody's talking about him. Uh, the, the Bears are six and one. They beat East Tennessee State fifty-five thirty-three. Found scoring that one. Uh, the alma mater gets back in the win column after a couple of tough losses. Congrats! Uh, they beat North Greenville yesterday, thirty-eight thirty-five. Final score. Uh, Morehouse falls to Fort Valley, fifty-six twenty-eight. You're all right over there, Eric. Eric, Eric, give me that look. He, he, he rolling his eyes. Not, not good. No, no. Albany State lost homecoming, but this was a big game in the conference. They were playing Benedict. Benedict spoils uh, homecoming for for Dr. Maria Boynton. Because uh, she's down in Auburn. She's loyal Albany State alum, and she's very excited about, about homecoming, Greg. She was really excited about the homecoming weekend. Uh, she's down there, but she, uh, her team didn't win. So I mean, we, 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 we tiptoe around her this week. Uh, 24-20, Benedict wins that game. I, I always tiptoe around Maria. Yeah, we're we, we going to tiptoe around yeah, her this week. She's always her. busy. I just kind of like try to get out of her way. Yeah, his team lost homecoming. Yeah, we're going to tiptoe around it. Uh, West Florida, 50 <laughs> short of 26. Uh, Clark Atlanta, they dropped homecoming yesterday. Savannah State comes to town and spoils the party for them. 21-12, they win that one. Uh, Valdosta State has their homecoming spoiled by the same folk that spoiled West Georgia's Mississippi College. We're going to call these dudes the party crashes, man. Uh, 49-40, they beat Valdosta State. Ryan Hart's a winner, 45-21 over Bluefield. And Barry is 42 after a 31-30 win over Center. Georgia State plays Wednesday night under the lights in primetime at Appalachian State. Uh, traveling up to that one. Um, we can talk some NASCAR. NASCAR is uh, driving around the track in Vegas. They're in Vegas this week. Um, and we'll see what happens in here. And follow me on this story. The news this week, Kurt Busch stepping away for the rest of the season. He's had a problem with concussions. Uh, going back to July, the last race that he uh, ran was July 23rd. He stepped out of the 45 car. Bubba Wallace has been driving that 45 car the back half of this season. Of course, he's in car 23. They signed Tyler Reddick to come and join this team in 2024. But because Kurt Busch is now stepping away from full-time driving, because of this concussion, he's still trying to get you know things cleared up health-wise. Um, Tyler Reddick will step into 2311 racing next year for 2023. So he'll take over the 45 car. Bubba Wallace will go back to 23. But Kurt Busch will still be under contract with them. He's stepping away from full-time driving, a full 36-race schedule. So he could be available to drive a third car at some, at some races. So we'll see what happens with that. But once again, that makes people go out and scream, what about this car? You got this car that jars people in such a way. You got three drivers now who are out with concussion protocols for NASCAR. And of course, that's going to be the story as they race today. And speaking of Tyler Reddick, he is on the pole for today's race out in Las Vegas. Um, your points right now for your playoff standings, Chase Elliott up at the top, then Joey Logano second, Ross Chastain third, and Christopher Bell fourth. Uh, as they continue in the NASCAR playoff uh, to see if uh, Chase Elliott could be there. Then he, he's in good shape. He's in good shape after that win at Talladega. And let's see what he does in the rest of the races going down the stretch. But, you know, that, it's odd that we're talking, you know, like once again, like last week, NASCAR and the NFL on Sundays, the same conversation pregame, you know, problems with concussions and, and players and, right. and, that, and that type thing. Does the equipment do what it's meant to do? Does this car that's supposed to be this great, you know, Next generation car, 
uh, should they go back and tweak this thing in, in doing the, during the offseason? And they're not, they're not going to tweak it now midseason, you know. But, you know, are they going to, you know, change some things around for next year with it? We'll see. How do you feel about this season so far? I mean, just overall, what's the story from this season? Uh, the, the car. Well, okay. Well, the the, the car has been that was story. that was it going in. It still is. Yeah. You know, it still is. It, yeah, it was. Is it going... the unknown I mean, again? I'm just trying. Other than the fact that they've got a new car, is it as you just talked about? You know, we talk about the issues with with uh, with safety and or is it this car? There's a lot of tweaking, as you said, that's going to be done. So as it continues to be the story, are you saying it's probably had? A positive, more of a positive or negative effect on this up on this season. It's positive in that it's it's you know it's made some things more affordable for some teams to be involved in because you don't have to have as many of them, but you can't you know tamper with it and change it the way you could the the, the conventional cars before, and so that's going to continue to be a conversation. Guys want their want that control back in their garage. That's really what a lot of teams want, and you've taken that control away from that garage, the fabricators and people who work on those cars. And a lot of people were comfortable with that, you know. So, you know, we, we'll see. They got to meet it in the middle some kind of way, I would think, because you got drivers more and more talking about that and drivers talking more and more like they want to get stuff like a, almost like a driver's union, which they ain't had. Before, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. So, so you, you got some stuff to deal with as far as, as, far as the sport goes. We're going to switch gears. As we said, you just got us for a couple hours. We can't thank you. We are the opening act for a long day of sports around here. A couple guys with a fantasy are going to follow us. We're going to talk to Bo and, and Brian in a little bit here. But up next, Corey McCartney's going to join us from the Diamond. Talking chop. Everything you need to know about what's going on with Major League Baseball and what are you thinking about for a Heisman vote. He's up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We ran into a really hot team, pretty much. I mean, they're hitting on all cylinders. They're playing great baseball. They got big hits. Um, they shut us down offensively. And, uh, you know, it's just, I think all the credit goes to the Phillies. I mean, they came in here, like I say, they got hot at the right time and, and um, you know, played a heck of a series. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Braves manager, Brian Snitker. Uh, just, you know, he's an old school guy and he just knows it, you know, that sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the better team. And they kept that mojo going, meaning the Phillies doing what they had to do during the wild card. And 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 you we see it. It's an indescribable um, trait when somebody you look at and go, you know what, they're just destined this year. Now, destined to get past the next round is what we're talking about with the Phillies. We don't know that they're going to win at all, but you, the Braves team, say what you will, whether it was the rest or some of the guys not stepping up, whatever it is, but this Phillies team came in here and and were, as he said, the better team. Who do we thank for that too, Eric? Is that just post-game or is it, is it Bally's or anybody? It's post-game. Okay. Yeah. Make sure of that. Yeah. I, I, that. That's my take on it, Sam. We'll bring our guests in here right now and give it, you know. Get his thoughts. Yeah. I'm sure he's got them. You want to bring him up? Absolutely. I saw this guy Friday night. I showed up here to do the high school scoreboard show. And who is here uh, getting set to do, you know. The, the, from the Diamond? No, not from the Diamond, but uh, post-game recap. Remember oh, okay. Remember post-game recap in an hour right in the middle of the high school scoreboard show. So, Corey McCartney, 
uh, for the second time in a couple of days, man. So you probably uh, mad at him? No, he interrupted no. your show. No, man, not at all. Okay, not at all. Never yeah, mind. School, yeah. school being in here. Here, Grant, we're in here. Oh, uh, good morning. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm the, no, no, no. How are you doing? How man? are you? How you doing? Really? That's what we're saying. I, after, it's how I, you doing? After yesterday, but yeah, like, like I told Greg, after the fifth inning, I went out and did leaves. I got my blower <laughs> and I went out in the yard and did leaves, man. So you know, how, how are you doing? That's why I'm asking that question. Yeah, you know, it's a weird situation, right? Because it's like, how do you separate what happened during the 101 win season, a fifth straight division title, those contract extensions that were wrapped up and secured the future? And then an early postseason exit that was had all kinds of frustrations and guys, you know, just not performing to the level of what you come to expect. And I think that's the trick right now, right? Is, is everyone last year said, okay, whatever happens in 2022, you've got this parade, you've got all this stuff, and whatever happens, happens. And then you get in the midst of it, and, lo- and you get to this point again, and you just want a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I think that's probably what – a lot of race country is dealing with right now is those frustrations of, of an early exit, even if you told yourself you weren't going to let this happen. Yeah, well, I, I can't speak for Braves country. I know a lot of them are going to look at it exactly how you said it, but I'm good with this. I mean, I'm. I, you don't want them to lose, but given what's happening next with this team, Sam and I talked about this earlier, Corey, we watched how management solidified the core and will continue and continue throughout the season. The money they threw at these guys, as you said, what we watched during the regular season, having them, the guy was like a pool player, man. Anthopolis, he's like a guy who shoots real good pool. It ain't about the shot we're looking at now. Is my cue ball going to be lined up for the next one? And that's the way I looked at how he put this and is putting together this Braves team. So, you know what? Yeah, it sucks that the Phillies came in here and won, but they showed it wasn't a bunch of three two games. They showed that they were the better team, and I'm good for them to sit back, meaning the Braves, get yourself together, and 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 just come out smoking next year. And and you know whether we get Dansby or not, uh, we, we we feel good about what we have in the bullpen. I mean, not the bullpen, but sitting on the bench, meaning behind him. So the young core of this team, I'm feeling good about Corey. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, you got the Spencer Strider contract extension, and then he goes out, you know, in the last two and a third inning, gives up five earned runs. So, again, I think there's, you know, there's excitement and there's you know, frustration with the way things played out. I think to me, when I look at this series, the, the thing that, that I'm most stunned about is the fact that you had Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton combined for seven and two thirds innings and 12 earned runs, and the Braves lost all three of their starts. Then you have an offense that ended up hitting. 172, uh, 177 across this series. Danzy Swanson goes two for 16. Austin Riley's one for 15. Michael Harris is one for 14. So I think, you know, there, there's obviously excitement. I think that there's this the realities of the fact that you face a team that had a lot of momentum. Uh, and I think, you know, we, we saw with the Padres and the Dodgers, momentum has been everything in this postseason. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline with Corey McCartney. Uh, he is social. You can find him on Twitter go. at Corey J. McCartney. <laughs> Corey J. McCartney, all lowercase. That said, you know, it, you know, we talk about the season and, and all the things this team had to do and the grind and the, everything this team threw into just reeling in the Mets. Um, and then you get there and you have this layoff. And could it be the same thing true for the Dodgers? Could, the, could this bye week? I mean, you can use that for football, you know, but is that like a little too much for baseball? 
So the teams that had a bye are six and eight combined so far in the division series. You obviously got the Yankees are, are still alive, but combined six and eight for these teams that got that, that time off. We really didn't know how it was going to impact these teams because it was an additional round added to the postseason. And I think everybody wanted to say, you know, I, you know, you, you need the rest, you need the rest. And I won't dispute that from the fact that the Braves had Max Fried, who was dealing with an illness. You had Spencer Strider, who had the oblique issue. If they played in the wild card round, Spencer Strider is probably not throwing in that series. I don't think they're pushing him to that extreme. He's probably not even getting a chance to pitch. So they needed the rest, but clearly the momentum of you know of baseball taking five days off is not an ideal scenario. You know, and, I mean, I, and I think you're right about the fact that the grind of getting back from ten and a half games and beating the Mets and getting that division crown took a lot out of this team. Talking to Austin Riley late in the season, there was some admission that, you know, they did kind of get caught up in all the, the afterglow and the hangover of the World Series and all the other extra stuff that goes into your offseason and all the added responsibilities and all the hoopla that comes with it early in the season. Um, it, it took them a while to get out of that until you got to June of that winning streak, and then there was so much work to do uh, to get that division crown. I think it's all real uh, when you talk about everything that went into it and, and, you know, and how it impacted them in this postseason. Yeah, and there's a number of things, I believe, that play into why they lost. There's not just one thing. Um, and, and you talk about last year how it played out. There were The ball just bounced in their direction. There was an extra little something that was a part of this team. These guys, as you said, they, they did what they did to catch up to the Mets. And then, you know, the story last year was the fact that the Braves won it with their best player not a part of the lineup, meaning Acuna. Well, this year you cut to it and you got Ozzy out and you got Acuna at about 75%, and you got all these tweaks and things and nagging injuries or things that have happened that you just mentioned, and it just didn't seem like this was the team that was going to fight through everybody else, and especially now that we see how some of them are playing. Um, Again, I just keep coming back to as much as it stinks when sometimes the team, your favorite team gets eliminated, you look at, well, what are they going to do about next year? They got to get rid of it. These guys are sitting pretty, but I will ask you about left field specifically. Is that, is that, a, is that a big money free agent acquisition or do we, we stick with some of the pieces we got? Yeah, I think that's the big question, right? I mean, because obviously you still have, you know, Marcelo Zuno on the books and, we, you know, Obviously, get what you, you know, we won't go down that road with him. But obviously, you know, Adam Duvall is a free agent, so there's an opportunity there for some, you know, some money to be spent. Robbie Grossman's coming off the books as well as another outfielder. So I think that's the, really the only place, and sort stops another story altogether, but I think that's really the only other place where you can make any kind of substantial upgrades. The rotation feels like, and I know people are going to want to spend all that money on DeGrom, but it feels like you've got so many options within that rotation with who you have you have in the, at the minor league system or the bullpens is really, really good. That feels like the biggest move that you can make, but how much are they going to be willing to do that depending on what was it going to take to keep Dansby Swanson in Atlanta, which I think has to be the main priority. It's going to be big. That, that, that's the other thing. I think Ron Lacuna has already come on social media about what Dansby means to him, uh, you know, as far as the clubhouse. And he's that guy, you know, listening to him talk, to the media this week, you, 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 he's, you know, he sounds almost kind of like, like Chipper Jones, but except Chipper Jones took longer to get to that point because he was deferring to the pitchers until all the right. pitchers were gone. He didn't be that, he wasn't that mouthpiece in the clubhouse. Dansby has embraced that role 
And um, you know, that's the thing. When you have someone that's that that's got that you that's that's some glue. That's some glue, even a little more so than Freddie is being that person that's local. And you know it means a lot to him because he's that guy. Um, how do you see them approaching this 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 uh, this deal? Because there's some places with some big cash who are probably going to come and throw some money at it. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned it too with the thing with Dansby, and he's been had that trait forever. You know, he wants to lead. He has a, such a you know. You talk to him when he shows up in spring training in 2016. That this was a guy that you you got it. The fact that he probably had a book a bookshelf in his house that was full of self help books. This is a guy who's, you know, very much in the leadership stuff. His sister's a sports psychologist. I mean, he's always kind of been, you know, had that, that the mindset approach to things. So I think it, that's always made him, you know, adept at being a leader in this kind of situations. And obviously he's coming off of a career season. Uh, I mentioned he didn't have the finest of postseasons, but, I mean, a, a really good year for him. We're looking at uh, through spot track. They have him with a market value of six years and $148.8 million. So that's an average annual value of 24.8, which would make him the highest paid player on this team uh, in terms of average annual value. And you, you've got, obviously, a lot of shortstops that are going to be on the market. Trey Turner is going to be available. Tim Anderson uh, has an opt-out on his contract if he wants to do that, obviously. Uh, Carlos Correa is going to be on the market, too. So, uh, you know, it, it, the position of shortstop, we know that's the premier, one of the premier uh, positions in terms of stardom in this this league. He's been, they're going to have suitors, and I to me, the fact that they let it get to this point means I think there's an inkling from Dansby's side to go out there and at least see what other teams are willing to say to him. It doesn't mean that, that he's not coming back to Atlanta, but I think you get to that point coming off of a career year. I, I think you want to see what is the, what's the vibe out there for me. So, um, you know, I think ultimately he does stay. I think there's an obvious one on both sides. I know this feels like a conversation we were having a year ago, um, but I, you know, I think they find a way to get this done and keep Dansby Swanson in Atlanta. Okay, we just have a minute here. Real quick, Corey, uh, two things. One is, what's the uh, what's going on with Talking Chop now that the Braves are out? Are you guys going to continue through the uh, playoffs and World Series? Um, that's one. And then two is, how did your Heisman vote change, if at all, from that Tennessee-Alabama game yesterday? Yeah, you, so you'll find Grant and I are from the Diamond uh, still on Saturdays. We'll be going throughout the, uh, the the postseason, so keep you locked in there. And a lot of Braves, obviously Braves hot, hot stove stuff that we'll be hitting up on too. But, um, you know, look, C.J. Stroud went into yesterday with the third best odds since 2009. That's not changed. He's still your front runner. Uh, but Hendon Hooker's right there. This is now a two-man race. Um, so things got really, really interesting with Hendon Hooker in Tennessee taking down Alabama. All right. That's what we're looking for, you know. And, folks, you, you, you hear him here with, from the Diamond, but also he is the author of the Heisman Trophy. This man does it all, folks. He's a I, renaissance man. He, he, he does all those things. No, hey, wait, yeah. wait. Let's, let's not forget his coaching. Yeah. His, his uh, managerial uh, uh, skills uh, uh, with you, travel teams. You, you coach, you, are you coaching today? We have to this weekend off, and thankfully, too, because our big pitcher that struck out 29 batters in his last two outings was hurting a little bit. So we, we got to get things right. And this kid is how old? 13 years old. Please talk to his parents and don't have him have that Tommy John surgery when he's 16 <laughs> just because they heard something about, oh, he's going to be better, so we'll have him have it then. Uh, make, doesn't it make you want to just walk into traffic when you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just messing up some kid's arm. Well, anyway, enjoy your weekend off, and I'm sure you guys will be at it next weekend. But, Corey, for everything you've done for the show, we can't thank you enough, man, and we appreciate it, and you getting up early to come on and join us. I appreciate it, guys, as always. Take care. All right. That's Corey McCartney. Mm -hmm. We are going to wrap things up, talk to a couple guys with a fantasy. Again, Sam and I, we're the opening act for a full day of football. Mr. Crenshaw is going to run down what we're going to hear here, along with Falcons, of course, but everything 
coming up here on this Sunday, the 16th day of October on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. I don't want to rough in his You want to bring us back here? <laughs> Sports Radio, that is United Game. And that is United Game.com. Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Glad you're with us. Uh, and glad you spent some of your Sunday morning with us. That's the sunny boom in the South. That's, uh, you know, the, the um, not, not the sunny boom. Hey, I got it wrong. I'm thinking about Jackson. Human Jukebox from Southern, Southern University. How you like that, Eric? <laughs> I love it. I know their band director. He's a tremendous, tremendous band director. It's won more awards than anybody I've ever met. I watched. I watched their game last night. That was one of the. You know what? I, I went online and I watched streaming. I watched their game with Alcorn State, and that was one of the best games I watched yesterday. Southern won that game, so they're out there waiting for Jackson State whenever they in, in, end up meeting and, and playing. Um, of course, Jackson State won down in Jacksonville. People keeping an eye on Coach Prime and what they're doing, and saying that his son ought to be a Heisman Trophy candidate and all that type thing. So, um, yes, so, yes, so you watched them, but you went out and walked out and cut the, uh, and raked the leaves for the Braves. Yeah, I raked the leaves on the Braves, man. Yeah, okay. I came back. That, that game was on the night. And then after, after you know, Clemson got away from Florida State, so let me see what else has happened. I went on, and it was, it was pretty, pretty man, good. it was sports all day long. Speaking pretty of which, we, we can't sleep on this because we rarely talk 60 minutes. The TV show, the longest-running news News, whatever I call it, news package, news well, show. the longest-running primetime prime time news period, show, yeah. right? And, yep. um, they are going to feature – Prime time. This week, Deion Sanders is going to be featured tonight. Yes. On 60 Minutes. On 60 Minutes. 60 so you, Minutes. So, so you want to throw that out there. All right. All right. We, we just got a little bit left here, so I want to I want to do something. Then you can do something, and then we're going to bring in a couple guys at the Fantasy, and then you guys are going to bring us up on what's going on here later in the day. I just have been laughing about something all week long, and it, it gets me to just drive people. I'm not going to do a full-blown casting call, but there is a new one waiting for you at 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. All right, and the first one off the top is a big project. Now, Sam, you and I have talked about being a core member of a of a production, meaning whether it's a TV show or it's a movie. Being a part of the core means that you're pretty much working every day. Case in point, what's your favorite uh, the, the detective show, Sam? Uh, well, or me, me, sorry. Well, it's been in NCIS New Orleans, but now they're, they're, they're gone with that one. They took okay. it out to Hawaii. Well, that one. Okay, yeah. NCIS New Orleans. So if you go back and look at that show, do they have an office that they go to? They do a lot of their meetings. There's got to be a police station someplace, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the people in that police station are the same throughout the show. And that's what I mean when I say the core. So if it's a if it's a hospital show, the people who work at that hospital, they're always in every episode. They're walking through the hallways, and they get a lot of work. You don't have any lines, but you're an extra and you're part of the core. That happens with movies, too, and I have a big one on the casting call this week. There's a new movie call, and <laughs> a little behind-the-scenes thing. I was actually practicing how to say this, Sam, because I figured I'm going to say it wrong. Megalopopus. Megalopus. Who? Okay. Like, say Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Okay. So it'd be, I, sorry, Megapolis. Mega, me, Megapolis. Oh. M A G A L O P I S. Yeah, Kazoot Hike. 
My point is, I was I was trying to say that, and we were in break, and I was going mega lap, mega. Okay. Anyway, Eric goes. What do you? <laughs> he can hear me through the microphone. Trying this. I'm going to spell it again. You guys can pronounce it how you want. And I'm going to say this in that I, I need to give a little side note. Mega. L o p i s. Okay, that's all one word. It is a is Francis it Megapolis. Ford- yeah, okay. or, or Megalopolis. Yeah. Megalopolis. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all ain't coming out with it that easy. In a related story, today is Noel Webster's birthday. It would have been. He's Webster's Dictionary. Ah. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. They still make them? Bir- I don't know. It would have been his birthday today. Okay. All right. So the point is, when you hear the mega anything, people are going to have a perception off the rump. All right. Put that in your back pocket. Okay. What this is, is a movie that a project that Francis Ford Coppola has been wanting to do for two decades. Mm. So obviously, there's no connection to that, but maybe it will be somehow, some of us, because it has to do with um, is there only one way for society to live? That's one of the basis of this project, but it's a big one. All right. Francis Ford Coppola, you got everybody from Adam Driver, Forrest Whitaker, Lawrence Fishburne, John Voight, Shia LaBeouf, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Aubrey Plaza's in this. So this is a big, big movie. And they are looking for core people. So that's pretty much anybody who fits into a category of being thin, slender, athletics, males or females, 18 years and over. Look at that breakdown. But here's what I was thinking about when I saw this. Obviously, Francis Ford Coppola, you think of The Godfather, and by extension, you think of The Mafia. Okay, and something happened this week, which just sort of <laughs> made me believe that the Kardashians are acting very mafia like. More importantly, they're getting like the Sopranos, because if you want to believe the reports, they did something that's very, very Tony Soprano like. Now, you fan of Sopranos, Eric, you guys watch. Did you watch the Sopranos? Oh, yeah. What did Tony do when he broke up with his with, with one of his girls that he had on the side there? He always gave him a present. Thank you. Game of brooch. Yeah. The Kardashians, if you want to believe the reports, were behind the negotiations that got Pete Davidson the Taco Bell. Commercials? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, hang on. Stay with Here's me. Here's your part. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me, man, because this is beautiful. If you want to believe the reports, Kim, I mean, uh, Chris Kardashian loved this dude. Everybody in that family loved that dude. It wasn't going to last, but he left – being admired by pretty much everybody in those fa- in that family, if you want to believe. Because they all said the same thing. Pete's just Pete. And given who some of the daughters have gone out with, they just figured Pete didn't care. Pete was like, eh, this is fun. you know, And then he'll move on and do something else. They loved him. So as a way of <laughs> saying thank you, and we appreciate you treating our family nice, and, and we really enjoyed you, here, let me help you out with this negotiations with this major chain and give you this little as we say goodbye to you this little brooch every time i see the taco bell commercials like i said if you want to believe the reports all i see is a brooch <laughs> that's that's what i see and i think of tony soprano and he he be like don't call me no more yeah. forget my name forget my residence no, he's 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 happy to get it and his career is taken has has gone on an upward trajectory but i absolutely believe that to be the case and moreover let me finish with this taco bell couldn't have tripped into more positive uh, advertising. So you got Pete Davidson and people are talking about them. They're coming out with this apology and so on and so forth. But then you had this wealth management broker this past week. Did you hear about this? And the guy spent 20, he was talking about the economy and so on and so forth. And he said, and I spent $28 at Taco Bell for lunch. 
which brought on the next couple of days of people trying to figure out how does a person spend $28 on lunch at Taco Bell and what you must eat. So just thought I'd bring it up to you guys. Yeah. You guys got mighty silent there. I was just getting yeah, your thoughts on yeah, that. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of tacos and burritos. Ah, because you can get, what, 10 for a dollar? Something like that, man. You, you, what, you feeding the whole office or something? What I'm is, just saying, you? he just did. But the, the bigger question is you want that dude handling your money. Probably not because yeah. if he's going to spend 28 at Taco Bell, what are you going to spend at McDonald's? Yeah, 90, really? 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. That's where you're going to see the list. You're going to have a lot of opportunities this week. Got a fresh one up there. If you got any questions, greg.clarksonodyssey.com. The list is also up right now on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. Mr. Crenshaw. You're right now? Right, right now? Right, right now. Uh, fr- friend of the show was a winner last night. Uh, Deontay Wilder. A lot of people, since he can't get past Tyson Fury, like, you know, he's been relegated to a uh, a certain level as far as the heavyweight boxing, uh, uh, I guess, the rankings go. But he got a win, a first-round knockout last night. And uh, also in the lightweight, uh, undisputed lightweight champion, we got Devin Haney, who won his, for those of you who are keeping an eye on on boxing. I think some people may, may do it. You know, I talked with a football coach this week, the coach over at Shambly, and he told me what he does for his team before games. They eat the pregame meal, and they watch boxing from the late 80s and 90s. Ooh. He, I mean, which is Hagler, which is Hagler yeah, Burns, Leonard, Duran, and that's what he shows the team. Mm-hmm. And they're having a tremendous season. Uh, I think they got Arabian Mountain this week, and I think he's going to show them Hagler Hearns, which, which for me is the best three rounds of boxing ever. So, I mean, yeah. Arabian Mountain, you, you, you won't notice. These dudes going to watch Hagler and Hearns before they, before they come out there and play y'all Friday night. Who are we missing from that group, though? Down, oh. It's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. All right, Mr. Crenshaw, 1492. We know what happened, right? Columbus did what? He sailed the ocean blue. Ocean blue, yeah. Yeah, but on this day, October 16th, he ain't make it here yet. He landed in Long Island, the Bahamas. He's down there getting some conch chowder. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Uh, I love this dude for what he did on 1846. Dennis William Morton brought on the effectiveness of ether. Ooh. Yeah, you got to love that. Uh, here's something I didn't know. 1861, the Confederacy started selling postage stamps. How'd you like to find one of them right now in 2020? Man, com- I bet some people that you can probably find. Uh, Brigham Young was founded on this day. Here's one that made, speaking of the South, I'm sure they enjoyed this. Booker T. Washington and his family were invited to dine at the White House on this day with Teddy and Edith Edith Roosevelt. That happened on this day. Fantastic. Uh, Let's see here. The the National League admitted uh, Houston and New York into the National League. Cuba Missile Crisis began on this day. The Cuban Missile Crisis began on this day in 62. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Tommy Smith and John Carlos, the famous pose, happened on this day at the, at the Mexico City Olympics. They're our neighbors. That, yeah, that's right. No, I mean, they are our neighbors, literally. They, they, they now live here in Atlanta. No, I know that. I mean, you told yeah. me that not long ago yet. Um, and speaking of local events, geez, Maynard Jackson was elected mayor of Atlanta on this day. I got to put a, put, put a pin in Maynard Jackson. I got something to come back with. with okay. Also, the Million Man March happened on this day, 1995. Mm-hmm. Birthdays in this day. I mentioned Noah Webster earlier. A couple playwrights, Oscar Wilde and Eugene O'Neill, were this. Man, we lost her just a few days ago, but it was Angela Lansbury's birthday today. Wow. Yeah, Murder, She Wrote, and all them. She was in the teacup, the teacup, the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Dave DeBusher celebrating a birthday today. Happy 84th first birthday, and I'm sure on the Christmas card list of Deion Sanders, Tim McCarver. 
Suzanne Summers. <laughs> Suzanne Summers, 76 years old today. She's she still doing that thigh master thing. She's uh, still selling that thing. I don't know that, but it, she, she, <laughs> she's on the cover of Playboy many, many years ago, and it's the issue I'm in. I just I'll leave it at that. that yeah, for the deadheads out there, Bob Weir celebrating a birthday today. I mentioned Leo earlier. Also, Tim Robbins. Shawshank Redemption still one of those remote drops when it comes on TV. Um, this is a guy. You know his name? Michael Balzeri. Balzeri, you know Balzeri. that name? Yeah, it's Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, birthday today. Okay. Uh, also, Manute Bowl, happy 60th birthday. A former co-worker of ours, but NFL player, Cordell Stewart, 50 years old today. Happy 42nd birthday, Sue Bird. Turning 30, you can... <laughs> Bryce Harper, it's your birthday. Yeah, 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 what about you? And celebrating birthday number 29, Naomi Osaka. Yeah. There you have it. Insignificant information for the day, but I'm sure at some point during the day you may bring it up. Sam. Now I go back to Eric because we mentioned Maynard Jackson just briefly, the Thursday night game on ESPN. Uh, they came with him as being an alum of North Carolina Central. He's a Morehouse man. I just yeah. said that's what they said, but he got his graduate degree. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that, and I was like, boy, there's some more house folk. I ain't going to be happy about that. Mm. All right, get set for coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, two dudes, same fantasy. Uh, for this week, the National Football League, they're here in the studio with me. Um, gents, what have you this week? And you thought, well, first of all, Greg, well, yeah, you, you we got, got a question. Go well, ahead, I was just thought we got to put a tag on this brave season. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that Bo and uh, Brian have something to say because they're going to be all football. So this was kind of an easy one for me. Your thoughts on this Braves season as it's wrapped and the projection looking forward. I'll let you guys decide who's going first. All right, so I got a real quick blind resume for you. All right, as, as the season has ended, player A, 277. This is all 2022 stats alone because if we threw the career resume in there, it would probably be lopsided. This season, this hitter, player A, hit 277, 25 home runs, 18 stolen bases, 177 hits. Player B... Hit 298 with 21 home runs, 27 stolen bases, and 194 hits. Good for second in MLB. Who you taking? Ooh. Well, you tell me who you're taking, so I may take a second to think about that. Um, and I have the stats in front of me, too, so it's a little yeah. bit easier. But uh, I'm taking player B, and okay. it's not even close. Player, player B also just hit 333 in the playoffs. Player A hit 125. Wow. Gotcha. gotcha. They play the gotcha. same position. And that was this is a great tease. Yeah, man. This is a great tease. He's on he's on it. Take an extra twenty out of petty cash for yourself. That's a good one. All right, so player B is Trey Turner. Player A, Dansby Swanson. Give me player B all day long. I don't understand what all the the hype is for like sign Dansby, sign Dansby, sign Dansby. Look, man, do we want hometown heroes or do we want to play win win baseball games here? My question is this real quick to both of you. If that happens, what do you do with Von Grissom? Does he become trade bait? You keep him. Po- possibly. I mean, he's clearly not ready to to play 162 yet. But, you know, maybe you turn him into a left fielder. He's he's an elite athlete. He can play left field. Yeah. I do I believe that too. Mr. Gephardt. Yeah, uh Brave season was it was great. You know, it came up short. Uh it's weird we got 300 win teams out of the MLB playoffs and the 99 win team is on the ropes. So you've got all the lesser teams in the playoffs are are making this the making this run. Uh, as much as it would be nice to sign Trey Turner, I don't know if we're in that market. So uh, I would like to come back with Dansby Swanson versus just Vaughn Grissom this year. Uh, but we'll see how the offseason goes for the Braves. It's going to be really interesting. One nugget from me, uh, great Bama-Tennessee game yesterday. I was up there covering the Georgia-Vanderbilt game, so I was watching the that blowout while the Alabama-Tennessee game was going on. 
Kirby is just like the rest of us. We're all sitting in the press conference waiting for the end of the game. We're all streaming on our phone and stuff like that. <laughs> as soon as that little knuckleball kick goes through, Kirby walks right in and has his phone in his hand. So he was watching the game along with us and, and waiting to do his press conference. I'm not a fan of the orange but the orange fireworks on the stadium was pretty damn cool. Oh, it was a scene last night yeah. in Knoxville. Oh, that was a good moment where, for where them. Where are the goalposts? Go- go- that's what I was going to Where the goalposts end up? <laughs> I, I, was talk- I was talking with a buddy of mine who's a Tennessee alum and said they can't take it out the way they had in the past. They've changed some stuff with the streets out there. So he was wondering, how, once they get it out there, how are they going to move it around the streets? So because- even in the past, they would actually take them out of the stadium? I'd always been curious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would wind up at a fraternity house or, oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, Middle of the street. <laughs> yeah. But he was say, he's saying they changed they changed some things around with the streets around the stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Crenshaw, what's coming up the rest of the day here on the station? Oh, rest of the day, my goodness. We got let me see here. Um coming up we we got uh Chuckery and uh Hugh Douglas. Oh, the fighting Hugh Douglas has lost to Tuskegee yesterday. They're gonna be at Mercedes Benz Stadium for the Wade Fort Tailgate show. And then of course coming up after that, the Falcons 49ers pregame show at eleven, kickoff at one, and tonight, Cowboys and Eagles. Uh, pre-game 7.30, uh, kick at 8 o'clock. Gents, I'll talk, gents, I'll talk, go ahead, sorry. Gents, what, what, what you guys got? Lots of fantasy goodness today. There's, there's Most of your, your top ten players in every position have decent matchups today, so there's not a whole lot of players you're going to be fading. But we've, we've got some nuggets because it's, it's bye weeks now. Now's the time when drafting depth is going to be helping you because uh, – the Detroit Lions are on a bye. The fantasy darling Detroit Lions are on a bye. <laughs> what are you going to do to replace all these players, Who man? Knew, they got right? lots of them. So. Yeah, we have a uh, great day lined up in the NFL. Could be as good as college football was yesterday. A lot of good, uh, like 3-2 and two versus 3-2 and two teams, 4-1s and ones versus 4-1s. and ones. So going to be some great action. We get that Bills-Chiefs game, which is going to be a treat at 4 o'clock today. Let you guys get to it. Greg, you, gonna, uh, you, you all set for a great Sunday? I'm all set for a great Sunday. I'll talk to you tomorrow with Cannon on Star 94, Tuesday with Ramona, who always says hello to you, all right. on V103 with the casting call got a big day coming up mr crenshaw take us out I'm all ready right for this. exemplary work eric on the other side of the glass all morning long uh to do same fantasy coming up starting your day on your game day sunday here on sports Thank radio 929 the game and 1990 game.com okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 